We are beginning a series on why Christmas. And the next several weeks we will be dealing with this. And in particular, um, today, I believe, well, I believe every one of these responses to why Christmas are necessary in our life. But in this day that we live today, um, I believe it is important for us to come back and celebrate this reason for Christmas. I don't know about you, but it can be very, very frustrating when you see the things that are going on in our world today. Um. The darkness, and I'm not going to take the time to go into it, but the darkness is is everywhere, and the evil is abounding, and at sometimes it can be such that we think, "Wow, is there is there any light left?" And uh, we need to realize that when Christ came the first time. They were very, very, very dark days. For 400 years, almost twice the the length of America's history, for 400 years, there had been silence on behalf of God. No No prophet's voice was heard. It was dark. There was no hope in sight. They longed for and waited for and cried out for a deliverer. And the longer they waited, the longer it seemed to be. And yet, the more desperate the conditions, the more, the more joyous the deliverance is. And Galatians says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son. This is a son that in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, the text of this passage is the fall of man into sin, the curse that came upon man, and yet in the midst of this, this promise of a redeemer was given in Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. This is the curse that's dealing with the serpent. And between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This is a promise that the seed of the woman, a child born of a woman without the seed of a man, a child born of a virgin, would bruise the head of the serpent. And that the serpent, Satan, would bruise the heel of this child. This is direct prophecy. This is direct reference to Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, came and came to... Fulfill this prophecy of Genesis 3.15. 
Turn with me to 1 John chapter 3, if you would, please. 1 John chapter 3. And notice verse 7. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That's what we're remembering at Christmas, Advent. The Son of God was manifested. He didn't come into being here. He was manifested. He already existed. And it says he was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. I don't know about you, but to me, that excites me. I mean, from the curse, the devil and all the works that he has done have wreaked havoc upon mankind for millennium, and yet God sent his son to destroy the works of the devil. Namely, he, he came that he might undo all that the devil had done by recovering mankind out of this sinful condition that we were in, and enabling mankind to resist the devil, to have victory over his temptations, and to force him to flee from us. This is what we understand when it says he will bruise his head, so disable him and his policies and his power to lay aside from accomplishing the mischief that he wants to accomplish. And Satan is still seeking to accomplish that mischief. Jesus Christ came into the world to destroy the works of Satan, and Satan knew that, and for that reason... He had all two-year-old boys destroyed when Jesus Christ was under two years old. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the governor of Iowa said that this next week she wanted all two-year-old boys in the state of Iowa killed? Can you imagine the the outcry that there would be with that, and rightfully so. This is what was done to try to stamp out he who was coming to destroy the works of the devil. And we see the devil's works all around us everywhere. We experience the effects of it in our own lives And we need to be celebrating at this Christmas season that Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. And that he came to destroy the works of the devil so that we can walk in victory. And I want to 
to think today in some of the aspects that he came to destroy the works of the devil. First of all, he came to destroy darkness with light. Turn with me to John chapter 8. The whole world was lost in the darkness, the work of Satan. Notice John chapter 8 and verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus came and he said, I am the light of the world. He who walks in me no longer has to walk in darkness, but has the light of life. Notice if you look in in John chapter 12 and verse 46. I have come as a light into the world that whosoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Again, the work of Satan is darkness. He blinds the minds. He brings darkness to to societies. It's a dark, dark world that he reigns and rules over. And, and the reality is, is understanding that 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. God commanded the light in the fullness of time. God sent forth his Son, and in this dark, dark, dark world, Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of Satan, darkness, to turn from darkness to light. He also came to destroy the works of Satan. John 8.44 says that Satan is the father of lies. I get so tired of hearing all the lies in our society today. No one likes being lied to. No one likes being deceived. Those are all the works of Satan. We get, we get, we get mad at the wrong people. We get mad at fake news. It's Satan is the father of lies. And Jesus Christ came to destroy falsehood with truth. He came to destroy lies with truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And what a blessing it is to rest in truth. All the lies, the, the Satan from the very beginning, his method of operation, his lies. Oh, God did not really say that. He's always dealing with lies. And Jesus Christ came to destroy the lies of Satan with truth. What a, what a delight, what a comfort it is to rest in the truth of God. He came to destroy Not only the darkness with light and the lies with truth, he came to destroy warfare with peace. Turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And notice if you'd look in verse 27. Jesus is teaching. He's teaching about the Spirit. In verse 27 he says, 
peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus said, and over and over again, that he came to give peace. The, the message of the angels is peace to you and to yours. We are born into this world, we're born in sin, and we're at enmity against God. There's warfare that's going on within us. There's warfare that we have with God. The world is full of, of warfare, which is a work of Satan. And only Jesus Christ can bring, bring peace to us, can bring peace to God, with God, and only Jesus Christ will bring peace on this earth. And he came to destroy the warfare, the, the damage with peace that only God can give. Notice if you'd look in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8 and verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Peace. I am not condemned. Jesus Christ came to destroy the warfare, the work of Satan, with peace. Turn to Second Timothy chapter one, and and we're illustrating here the truth of First John three eight. Jesus Christ was manifested that he might destroy the works of Satan. Second Timothy chapter one and verse seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. And of love and of a sound mind. The angels said, Fear not, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all men. How many times in the last year have you been prone to be filled with fear? That's a work of Satan. God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear is, is a tool of Satan. It is a work of Satan. And Jesus Christ came to deliver us from fear to faith. When we have faith in God, we are not filled with fear. Fear and faith are polar opposites. And when we walk by faith, we don't have the fear. And he came to destroy fear with faith. Turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And if you'd look at verse 18. Jesus Christ, in his ministry, filled with the Spirit of God said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, 
because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. All those things that he mentioned there, works of Satan, Jesus Christ came to destroy the work of bondage and give liberty. He came to loose and dissolve the bondage that we are in in sin, the bondages that we are in with um, various addictions and and emotional and mental and physical and spiritual and financial bondage. We are captive. They're works of Satan. We're locked up in the prison house. We are under the dominion of sin, under the dominion and and the power of Satan. But the Son of God came to set the captive free. The Son of God came to give us liberty. And without Him, there is bondage. Without Jesus Christ, As the foundation, we heard earlier, the foundation of a nation without Christ, it always leads to bondage and tyranny. In our own personal lives, we end up being bound by our fears. We end up being controlled by these. Jesus Christ came to destroy the bondage of Satan to bring liberty, to loose the bonds of sin, to dissolve the power of and the influence and the the connection that we are slaves to sin. He came to set us free. The emancipation, the, the freedom that we have, you would not have that were it not for Jesus Christ. We live in a day-to-day that um, our nation daily, has the bondage of the opioid crisis is tearing our nation apart. I mean, it is overwhelming. Thankfully, some light is starting to shine on it. But the reality is no legislation, no program is going to truly set someone free except Jesus Christ. And trying to fill the void with anything else in life only brings a bondage. And what we're celebrating this Christmas season is, thank God I am free because of Jesus Christ coming. I'm not under the bondage of my sin. Sin doesn't have power. Only as I yield to it does it have the power. I am set free from that. And I am at liberty in Jesus Christ. Romans 8 says, He brought us to the glorious liberty in Christ. So He came to destroy the bondage with liberty. Turn to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14. He came to destroy death 
with life. Notice this, Hebrews 2.14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, Jesus Christ, likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Notice what what he said. Jesus Christ came, took upon the form of man, that he might destroy him who had the power of death. Satan has the power of death. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. We were condemned. We were dead And Jesus Christ came to set us free from the bondage of death and to give us everlasting life. Often at graveside services, I will make reference to John 11.25. Jesus said, Whosoever believeth in me shall never die. He that liveth and believeth in me shall have everlasting life. That is wiping out death right there. He came to conquer death, the fear of death, and he said, if you believe in me, you will have everlasting life. If there were no Christ coming, if there were no Christmas, we'd have nothing but death. Eternal separation from God. He delivers us from the power of death with life. And then turn to 1 Corinthians 15. Another reference to his victory over death. 1 Corinthians 15. And notice in verse 55. This is the great resurrection chapter of the Bible. And and Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And he, he said, if Jesus Christ did not rise again, we have no hope. There, he alone is the one that can deliver us from this bondage and this death. And he concludes then in, in verse 54, So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice what he said. The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God that delivered us from death. And has delivered us from defeat to victory. What a blessing it is. The the work of Satan is to bring defeat. To crush us. To separate us from God. We were made to have fellowship with God. To separate us from God and permanently defeat us. 
But what we're celebrating at Christmas, and you need to keep this in mind, we are celebrating that Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. To completely destroy the works of the devil and ultimately to take us from defeat, from being losers, to knowing victory. Thanks be to God which giveth us the victory. Colossians 2.15 says that he made a show of, he conquered, rose victorious, and he made a show of them openly, showing that he is the victor. This is the victory that overcomes the world, 1 John 5.4. Even our faith. Faith in what? Faith in Jesus Christ alone. And so, rather than getting bogged down with all the things you have to do during the month of December and the gatherings you need to go to and the cards you need to write or not write or the presents you need to to get or being bothered by all the other people around, this is time for great celebration. Satan has been defeated. He, he has uh, stalked this land. He has strutted over this land. And Jesus Christ quietly came in as a lamb. And he humbled himself as a servant. And by giving his life, he defeated all the works of Satan and they will ultimately be completely defeated, and that is cause for celebration. And we are to celebrate this. We are to be reminded that, you know what, I'm, I'm not in bondage anymore. I don't need to be fearful. I don't need to, to be um, Walking in darkness. I don't need to let the darkness overwhelm me. Wow, it's so dark in the world and look at all these lies. I need to turn my eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face. And the light of him and the truth of him will conquer darkness and lies. The peace that he gives will raise us above the warfare that is going on in in our own hearts if we allow it. And we truly can walk in victory. And this is why Christmas. Why, why this account? Not just so that we'd have a nice story. He came to destroy. Not, not to put it in its place or to give him a setback or to eke out a victory. He came to destroy the works of Satan. And every one of us ought to say, yes. You know what? Uh, Yesterday there were a number of championship college football games. I saw a couple of them at the end. And the teams that didn't win walk off with their head down saying, well, I guess we won. Yes, yes, the victory. What we need to be celebrating as Christians is We are reminded of the victory in Jesus Christ. I am no longer condemned. 
I am no longer in darkness. The darkness may be in the world, but the light of God lives within me. I am no longer in bondage. I have liberty in Christ, and I have victory. He is the true champion. And everything will bow to him, and everything will yield to him, and I must rejoice in it. So my question to you is, has the working that Jesus Christ came to do been realized in your life? Are you walking in the reality of it? Or are you walking in fear and God says, no, I came to destroy the works of the devil. Are you walking in bondage? You're allowing something to control your life and God says, no, I came to give you liberty. Perhaps because you've never trusted Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you're still walking in death. You are condemned and there is no hope apart from Jesus Christ. I can't think of anything better than for someone to come to know Jesus Christ during this Christmas season and come to really realize the purpose of Christmas. If you're here today and you have never trusted Christ, today is the day of salvation. We're not guaranteed of tomorrow. And if you're here today as a believer, are you walking in the works of Jesus Christ, his victory, his life, his liberty, his peace, his light, his truth? Or are you walking in the works that he came to destroy? Heavenly Father, I pray that we would realize afresh and anew one of the purposes of your first coming was to destroy the works of the devil. And Lord, I pray that we would see the reality of that in our own personal lives And I pray that our hearts would be filled with joy and thanksgiving that you came to deliver us. That you came to destroy the works of Satan that that truly crushed us and condemned us and destroyed us. But you came to deliver and to give victory and life and liberty and peace and truth and light. Lord, may our hearts reflect the reality of that through the joy that we share together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together, and I want to invite you.